0: Marhaba, and welcome to The Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to The Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison, and today I am so excited to welcome the CEO and co-founder of SAVE, Purvi Minot, to our podcast. Pervy's remarkable accomplishment in the FinTech landscape have garnered considerable recognition since the establishment of Save in twenty twenty two. Her inspiring entrepreneurial journey from the inception of Save to its transformation into a flourishing fintech company is truly impressive. However, let's now turn our attention to Purvi herself and hear her story firsthand. Purvi, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, thank you for inviting me over. To start off, could you please tell us a bit about yourself and how you ended up here in the Middle East? Sure.
1: So I have been a consumer banker and a payments person across my career, started my career with Citibank in India, I have led multiple products for them, including credit cards, digital lending, SME banking, a lot more. Then I moved to the UAE with MasterCard's advisors team where I was working with the key advisory projects, including working with some issuers in UAE, KSA Bahrain, to help them launch new products. It has been a pretty straightforward vanilla journey when it came to
0: experiences. Let's go further back even. What was the dream when you were growing up? What were you looking forward to? How did you always imagine you were going to get into banking?
1: So when I was growing up, but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My father has been into real estate and I've been consulting and building the projects zero to one. Like every daughter, I wanted to be like my father. So went on to become a civil engineer, tried hands with consulting and then thought uh, I have to do something bigger. Why don't I pursue an MBA? and the former large company and all the fancy notions that you have about starting up. That led me to doing an MBA. But when I was growing up, I also had a very strong figure, which was my mom, who started The being a first-gen entrepreneur, founded a chain of preschools, again, absolute zero to one. And I could see her journey, that how truly inspiring and fulfilling that was. And uh, that became my pal motivation to build something of my own. But nothing happened like I planned. I did an MBA, got an internship with Citibank. Citibank said, why don't you take pre-placement offer? And I ended up being a banker. Never turned back got to be with city, then with Mastercard, then again into FinTech space. But yes, uh, I finally landed being an entrepreneur. So I'm a happy place now.
0: That's fantastic. So you certainly had some strong and excellent role models in both your parents to show you the way, which is fantastic. You've been recognized as a leader who continuously challenges the status quo. Can you tell us about a time when this mindset has led to a significant breakthrough for you and your career?
1: I think I've been very lucky in terms of the set of people that I've worked with and more than the mindset it has been. These set of mentors or people who have always driven me to constantly challenge the status quo for all the products that we have built uh, They have been in some of the India's market first or UAE's market first. One specific example uh, around this when uh, we were trying to do a product for a global furniture retailer in India and they wanted to do a digital lending product. Uh, we did not want to touch their RFP because they said we cannot do anything with our systems which was pretty straightforward but then we ended up doing India's first virtual credit card for them where we could decision a customer as soon as they walked into the shop they could buy a sofa onto installments and so far it's just an example but a piece of their favorite furniture instantly on installments without paying a penny and that was extremely fulfilling not only because it was an innovative product, but we could actually put smiles on so many faces and the brand loved us as City
0: for doing it. An excellent example of innovation. I love that. Can you talk maybe a bit about one of the most challenging projects you've ever worked on and how you overcame the challenges?
1: I think uh, SAV has been one of the most challenging uh, projects that I have worked on. When you are in a corporate setup and especially with brands like City and Mastercard, they are huge organizations, the structures are preset, uh, the processes are preset and you've got a huge set of team to actually constantly support you. When I moved on to SAV, uh, it was doing everything by your own, not only understanding customers or building the product, but also in terms of assembling team, building your own network, funding at the same time, constantly keeping customers engaged. So it has been a sine wave, a very challenging journey, but a very fulfilling journey as well. And no other project can actually come close to it.
0: Well, that's actually a great segue into asking you about SAV. So what was it that led you to uh, co-found Sab and what is your vision for revolutionizing the financial services?
1: So I moved to the UAE mid of 2020, just about when the first wave of COVID was uh, setting off. I moved here with MasterCard, so I was doing advisory role uh, with them. However, uh, like every expat that moves in here everyone wants to earn tax free salaries and live really great lifestyle i also moved in uh, with my husband with the same motive however amidst the glitz and glam of the place i think uh, we truly lost control of our money from being Avid uh, savers, we became ardent uh, spenders. We wanted to go to fancy dinners and get the fanciest of the brands, buy things which we really did not need. Yeah, we were wanting to live that Instagramic life but in due course we realized this is absolutely not sustainable we need to have money and we need to be in control of our money as well so then the next question was is it only us or is it others as well so that we could be less guilty so we asked around our friends family who have been here for years and everyone resonated with that they said yes we earn more money than our home countries Uh, we have good lifestyle but we truly don't understand where we end up spending our money. We don't understand it. We find limited avenues to save. And the banking here is absolutely not intuitive. And that became my starting point to SAV. I said, this is the problem. This is what everyone is facing. There's a pretty simple solution to that. Help people understand their money, help them give them instruments which are intuitive so that they can save towards it and also reward their good money behaviors. Yeah, that's the story behind SAV.
0: That's the secret sauce to success, right? Find a problem and then find a solution, provide a solution to that problem. Yeah, and find buyers for it. Yeah, and find the buyers. So for our listeners who don't understand or don't know what SAV is, do you want to just unpack it a bit for us? Tell us what it is and how does it work?
1: So SAV is a savings-focused fintech which has been built with one simple vision to help people be in better control of their money. That means building instruments, products, services that are not only accessible, but extremely effortless so that you don't feel stressed while using it. Now, when I say savings, we again started with going to the basics of it. Why do you save? There has to be a purpose towards your saving for you to be sticking by it. And that's where we started with saving for your financial goals. You want to buy a new house. You want to go on a vacation to Hawaii. You want to buy a new car or you want to save up for your kids' education. You can just start creating those goals and saving towards them. But it requires a lot of discipline to be setting aside money for things that you want. And uh, to do it, we brought in very interesting automation features where you don't have to constantly think about saving. You just save with your regular actions. You walk 10,000 steps or Ronaldo hits a goal or we can round up your spare change and that can be added to your uh, saving kitty. It could be even when you get paid, the money can get added to those cool accounts. So we kept on building. We just uh, get on to see how customers behave with their money on a day-to-day basis and how do we give them better avenues. But the third most interesting thing that we did was rewarding customers for their money. So every time you save on the save platform, you get save coins, which could be used for free coffees, movie nights, discounts on e-commerce. So it just keeps you sticky to that good behavior. And it has panned out uh, really well for us. And now we are adding more instruments uh, that, again, all boils down to people understanding and being in control of their money.
0: Do you call it gamification that you've sort of gamified the whole process so that people are engaged with it? Yes, absolutely. Gamified and automated it. Fantastic. You recently launched a feature that is the opposite of how credit payments work. Save now and buy later. Could you tell us about that and the thought process behind this feature?
1: I think this has been one of the most interesting launches for this geography this year. When we talk about uh, buying something big, the most common behavior is pull out a credit card or get a buy now, pay later and get done with that purchase. But, uh, Save Now, By Later has been an outcome of our conversations with many young families in the region who struggle to balance a quality lifestyle with their savings, spending and also wanting to avoid that debt trap. So while many would say that uh, expenses like vacations, home makeovers, automobile upgrades maternity needs new gadgets etc are like all discretionary they are avoidable we could feel that the reality is quite different these outlays are absolutely unavoidable and uh, they just need better management and that is where the snbl comes into play where our users can actually save up for these high value purchases from uh, their preferred brands without feeling guilty about it and uh, these brands in return uh, reward them for saving It's a win-win for the customer where they decide in advance where they want to buy from and they get additional rewards. And then our brands absolutely love this because they get to engage with customers early on their purchase journey. They can build loyalty and lot many things. We are trying to bring uh, the entire responsible consumption and sustainable affordability narratives to the forefront with SNBL. That's the entire story behind SNBL.
0: What a fantastic concept. I love that. So say is gaining... Recognition as an industry leader, what are some of the key strategies that you've implemented to solidify sales position in the market?
1: I think uh, one is being customer first all the time. When you're trying to solve for a problem, it really has to be a customer's problem. And that's where we constantly go back to our customers, understanding their pain points, their needs, and then building towards it. There has been a lot of rebuilding that has gone in to build the version of Save as it is right now. It has to be customer first all the time, which differentiates us. The second biggest differentiator is the technology that lies underneath the SAV. We are one of the most advanced new banking stacks in the region. And uh, the theory behind that has been simple. If you have to build something which is expansive, which has to scale, which can have higher impact, it has to be the best stack. You cannot compromise on to the founding blocks in there. The third biggest differentiator is how we could actually marry all the ecosystem partners in together. Our customer is saving for their financial goals. How do we find them instruments to save in which give them enough returns as well as give them the security and trust that their money would stay where they've put? The second thing is when they are saving for something that they want to buy, how can we marry that need with a brand of their choice? They get extra rewards for it. So... It's a win-win for all partners. Our customers get better uh, platform to save their money, more intuitive, one, more rewarding one. Our financial partners or FI partners actually get to have more customers, build more balances via them. And then on the other hand, our brands get the most qualified in-market audiences that can ever exist. That ecosystem is certainly setting us apart. The bottom line again, as a platform, we understand what a customer's saving behavior is. We also understand what their spending styles are and what their style choices are. So you marry all three of them and say, here is a platform that absolutely resonates with your lifestyle. And we are giving you products only when you need it rather than being pushy about. Do you need a loan? Do you need a car? Do you need XYZ? We know it when you need it and we have all uh, have it all.
0: That's excellent. So you've taken this multi prong approach to support the whole vision of what SAV is. What are some of the obstacles or maybe I should say what are the biggest obstacles that a fintech company like SAV faces today and how do you address those problems?
1: I think uh, being an early stage company is The biggest problem is developing that trust with your customers or initial set of customers and also building your initial set of cheerleaders. We understand that we've got a great product, we've got a good set of customers to initially use the product. But how do we constantly keep that trust in that we are not any other gamer on the block and we are a trustable fintech entity? And that has taken a lot of effort in So all the marketing activities that we do, all the PR engagements that we do, or all the customer engagements that we do, the bottom line that we want to maintain that we are a trustable brand, we are doing things that are in
0: customers' benefits. What piece of advice would you give to somebody who wants to start a new business, but they're not sure if they should take the plunge?
1: Taking that plunge means a lot of anxiety, a lot of ideation. But uh, even before that, the question sets in whether the problem that you're trying to solve for is real. Are their customers actually needing that solution? And would they ever be wanting to pay for your solution? Once that is set and established, it is good uh, that you qualify your idea as uh, one which can deserve a plunge. But more important than that is building a very strong community and network. Work. One, it helps you in getting the correct set of people to work with in your early days and a team is more important than what your initial idea was the second thing is people who could be your cheerleaders and mentors across your Mm -hmm. journey that community comes handy not only on early stages but also when you are growing when you want to track partnerships when you want to get more ecosystem partners giving you that buy-in so it has to be a consistent effort where you build your network first get your initial buy-ins first and then make that move so Mm -hmm. it has to be what you want to do, plus how good your network is and obviously how secured are your personal finances.
0: I think that's some very smart advice. Be sure that the thing you're going to sell is actually something people are willing to spend money on and then build your team, have a strong team, have those early adopters, those cheerleaders and the supporters. I think that's excellent. And then once you've got all those ducks in a row, then just take the plunge, go for it. Right, I know that you, I've heard you say a few times in the conversation that you're very customer centric, very focused on the customer journey. So let's finish our questions with a question about customers. What is one piece of advice that you would give to people struggling to manage their finances?
1: Till a few years back, I could say that I could actually joke about it and say that we buy things we don't need with the money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And that's absolutely fine. But with the changing macroeconomics, uh, the primary responsibility has to be balancing your target lifestyle with your savings for your future goals. If you are sorted in there, where you know that your outlays right now do not outweigh the money that you're going to need in the future, it's absolutely fine. Uh, you're on right track.
0: Thank you so much for giving us those insights and sharing your experiences and your tips with our audience. It was really interesting, and it sounds like a brilliant, for sure. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I'll ask you some rapid fire questions, our version of a game show. Are you ready? Shoot. Who is your inspiration and why?
1: I think it'll be my parents and parent-in-laws who have worked really hard over these years and uh, being consistent at it. That's what we are trying to be, being consistent and uh, working hard.
0: That answer should not have surprised me since you said what fantastic role models they were for you. What is your go-to comfort food? Chocolates and coffee, any day. When are you the most productive, mornings or evenings? Early mornings or late nights. What is one thing that you do every day, no matter how busy you get? I pray. Ah, lovely. Well, thank you for playing along. That's the end of the game. Sure, that wasn't too hard. Now, before we wrap up, I'd like to do our green pool moment. What was your green pool moment, the action or event that was the turning point for you or your career?
1: The screen pill moment wasn't one single uh, Eureka moment, but it's banned over months so where I had to decide if I can be an entrepreneur and is it a good idea to leave Mastercard for starting something from absolute scratch. So three years back when I moved to the UAE as a very young professional cushy job I was living a life that uh, obviously what most dream of even I did but uh, soon I realized that uh, this cannot go on forever uh, if I did not learn to save or be in better control of my money. So my experience with financial services gave me the confidence Confidence that I can be building something in fintech space. I understand the payments ecosystem, and also I understand what the core of the problem is. So let's put that board together and start. What had been the biggest motivator in here was my husband, who has been an entrepreneur himself in the past, who said, "Jump, it's okay," and uh, otherwise I wouldn't have so easily.
0: He was that catalyst to say, I'm here. Don't worry. Go for it. Take the jump. Yeah. And sometimes we just need that, right? We just need that person behind us that believes in us. And we know that, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Someone's going to be there if I fall. So very fortunate to have that. Right. And also very fortunate because he promised he's going to pay my credit card bills. Very nice. And I love that you created a solution for everyone who wants to have better control of their finances. I think that's a brilliant solution. And... um I'm very happy to have heard about it and I'm so sure our audience is going to love this conversation and those who are thinking about stepping into the role of owning their own businesses, they're going to learn a lot from your experience as well. Before we say goodbye though, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you and we'll of course put this in the show notes as well.
1: So you can find Savap on uh, both Apple Store and Play Store. Just look for Sab Money. We are also on Instagram and Twitter as Sab Money app. And uh, you can find me on Instagram as Puri
0: Rimanot. Excellent. Thank you so much. And again, Ruby, thank you so much for joining me. It's been absolutely fascinating. I really enjoyed our, our conversation and I wish you all the very best.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And thank you again for inviting me over.
0: If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.